The Inspired Incompet... Nope. Inspired Incompetence. The only podcast guaranteed to false start every time. <laughs> nice. I totally didn't even do that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Matt, leave, leave us stumbling. <laughs> yeah. Of course. How's everybody doing? Pretty good. It's been a good week. Good. How's Tom doing? You know, Tom's pretty okay. Tom's, yeah. Tom's watching things from a from a good distance. So, Vipira has just uh, returned to Arcane Marks with Bruna. Uh, what are you guys doing? Do you uh, only ever check in with people that you plan on killing? Yep. I kind of get that sense. Yeah. Um, me and Bruna are probably uh, at the bar drinking. Um, maybe play a little bit of cards at the at the gambler's table. You cheat. Uh, I'm not trying to cheat. I'm not trying to cheat. It just comes so naturally <laughs> to her. <laughs> it just <laughs> happens. I don't know. All right. I just wanted to. Uh, I just want to check in on that. Uh, sounds like you guys are having a pretty, uh, just a nice, quiet evening, which is, which is good for you guys. Um, so then we're gonna cut right back to the others who just had themselves a little ambush. Uh, now between sessions, Matt told me that this was the most obvious ambush he's ever seen in a Paizo AP to which I say uh yeah <laughs> um look this is a survival horror campaign you, you guys are not supposed to be uh expected to traverse your way through all this intrigue and like subterfuge and traps it was an obvious trap because you know whatever yeah it, it was so it, obvious that all of us every single party member knew it yeah. <laughs> all of us. <laughs> but you know what? You sprung it anyway, and that's really all that matters. So here we are uh, outside of the Hound's Glory, I think it was called. The Hand's Glory. The Hand's Glory. Okay. That's right, because they had some puppers with them, so I got confused. The Hand's Glory, uh, which... What do we discover about that? I don't want to spoil anything if I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, we knew that it had closed down a few months ago. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So I'm pretty outside sure the... we knew everything about it, but you should review it for Joe. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you received a note from Evni Zagnas or who, who's the initials, uh, in, in implied, uh, it was from Evni. Uh, you all read the, the note asking you to come to the hands glory tavern to discuss something in private with her. You guys went, well, this is a trap. Let's go. And off you went. And you got ambushed by a gnome with purple hair and two humans, all of whom were firing at you with bows from the rooftops. Um, there are a couple dog doggos thrown in there, uh, but they're dead now. And uh, Nick That was Nick, them. right? Yeah, Nick did it. Yeah, Nick did all the dog murdering. Yeah. Just double check. You know what's kind of funny about that? No, what's just... funny about the dog murdering, Nick? <laughs> well, oh, dude, maybe you know fun is hysterical. not the right word. <laughs> but I guess coinc- more coincidental, I've been listening to Skull and Shackles again, and yeah. I had completely forgotten that one of the random fishing villages, there was like four dogs that we had to fight, and I literally am complaining about killing dogs three years ago, and then... <laughs> It was just like funny to hear my reaction three years ago was exactly the same as current. Uh, Better them than you... me, I've always said. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of them, you dispatched with two of the three archers, and one of them uh, has just surrendered himself to you. The gnome uh, was killed and pushed off the rooftop, a la Rogyar pushing infusion. The other one was, I think, just cut down on the rooftop. So yeah, uh, play. Unpause. Um, I got a question before we unpause. So, it was a trap that was so obvious. We all know this. But why would Evni send us into a trap? She didn't. Oh. Okay, okay. All right, now, play. All right, play. Pause. Damn it. <laughs> that also doesn't mean that Evni didn't send the letter. Also true. All right, play. Okay. Um, Real quick, though. <laughs> let's, uh, let's question our prisoner. He's totally prisoned, right? Like, tied up? Don't yeah. Don't worry about uh, him. Uh... I don't know if he's tied up yet, but he, like, he, like, threw his weapons to the ground. He he tried running away, uh, and then Rogiar showed him why uh, that was completely futile. Right, and right, then, okay. Meanwhile, everybody else is, like, hot on his heels, and he's just, like, yeah. So he, like, throws his, his bow down, throws his hands up in the air, uh, falls to his knees. All right, well, and me and Thelias are going to start tying him up. Just please have mercy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have mercy on you in a second here. Let me just get that nice and tight so you don't go anywhere. Oh, yes. Well done. Very tight. Uh, should we move him out of, you know, the open street? I know there's not, you know, people around, but, you know, knowing our luck, this is when Sito would show up. It's probably a smart move, bro. Yeah. Police sirens blare around the corner. <laughs> While I'm tying him up, and you mentioned that Cito could show up, I'm like, "What a fool I've been!" Doing Start trying to street. wipe your fingerprints off the rope. <laughs> yeah, I'm like straight up. Me and Elias are now carrying this man away out of the street. Um, I'm gonna let's just go into the abandoned pub. I read my mind. Uh, how about how about the uh, the other two bodies? Yeah, we should probably get them out of the street, huh? I Don't guess. worry. Me and Thelias are on it. <laughs> and loot them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Detect magic. Nick was like, no, I don't know, maybe. And then... <laughs> I heard Tre- loot. Treasure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me the loot. Give me the loot. Okay, uh, so... This guy's not going to stop you from taking any of his equipment. Uh, so between him and the other human, you find uh, two plus one composite longbows. Um, and they appear to be geared to a strength modifier of plus three. Two suits of plus one studded leather. 80 arrows. Two masterwork kukris. Two signal whistles for their very best friends and best boys, goodest boys, and uh, 300 gold pieces. Where's the good stuff? Slap. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's all I have, I swear. Better go home and get more. And how about on the gnome? On the gnome, uh, you find two magical potions. You find a small glass vial that's not reading as magical but it is stoppered and there's uh, liquid inside uh, a plus one studded uh, suit of plus one studded leather and it has the shadow enhancement on it that is a uh, size for a small creature and a 
plus one small composite short bow geared for a strength modifier of plus one, uh, 20 arrows, and one hushing arrow, a uh, masterwork dagger, a belt of incredible dexterity plus four. Now we're getting somewhere. A cloak of resistance plus two. Her fancy clothes are worth about 300 gold. But aren't they tiny? They're small, yeah. And you find a key. Ooh. A large, at least in the hands of a gnome, a large key with an elaborate uh, EDW uh, embroidered on it. Anyone who wishes to can make a knowledge local check. 18 for Uchard. Yeah, 16 for Randolph. All right. Uh, you both identify this as the mark of the erstwhile dye works. You know, it is a a business somewhere in Vigil that uh, makes... It's about to burn down. <laughs> it makes fancy uh, fancy dyes for, uh, for fabrics and whatnot. Okay. Sounds like a clue. Sounds like somewhere... We, uh, see, uh, we gotta interrogate this guy, but like, I'm, I'm tempted to think we should go and check this place out before they realize that this gnome is not coming back. Yeah, that's a good idea. But let's, uh, let's see what this guy has to say first. Let's get him inside and beat some information out of him. Can I good cop, bad cop him with Elias? Uh, Thelias doesn't really talk, does he? Well, that's yeah. why he'd be the bad cop, obviously. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, you, you guys bring him into the the uh, the hands glory. Uh, this guy does not seem like he's in any position, like physically or mentally, to uh, like resist you. Like he is, he's going along. Like it's clear that he believes that his uh, safest, the safest way for him out of here is to cooperate, and he is excellent. Are we ready to start punching him? <laughs> Despite his cooperation. <laughs> I know you just said he's going to cooperate, but like that kind of takes some of the fun out of it for me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he's, so you like you bring him inside. He's like, "All right, like we're 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 inside. Uh no 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 prying ears. Uh I can I'll I'll tell you whatever you want to know. Who do you work for?" Slap. Dog. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh I was, I was we were paid by that gnome that, that you, he like bob, bobs his head towards Rogiar. That that guy uh, he took out. Rogiar sent you? No way. No, the 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 gnome, the gnome that that fell off the building. And you, she's she's laying right there, and he motions with his head. Oh, that gnome, right? Tell us her name. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying to answer your questions. Please, you don't need to keep smacking me. I'm sorry she didn't tell me her name. She just she told she told me that you guys were were rival gang members and she just wanted you out of the picture. Gang members, huh? Yeah, gang members. I what I'm gang sorry. Did I, she I, say she belonged to? She she didn't she didn't say. I didn't ask. I just we just my brother and I we just wanted the money and now my brother's dead. Do you kill people often for hire? I mean sure, we're 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 you know sword swords for hire or bows for hire. It's sometimes it's you know we're protecting like a caravan. Sometimes we like go after a like a big bad monster, and sometimes we like go after people. It's, you know wherever the money comes from. Look, you seem like a nice guy. We're we're just wondering uh, who sent the gnome. Hmm? 
Look, yeah. all I know is like I, my brother and I, we, we, we helped run protection duty at, at the, 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 the dye works place that she, that she works at. Uh, so that's all I know is she's protection work at the dye works. That's all I need to know. Okay. 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 Uh, there's absolutely anything else that I can I can help you guys with is information. I, yeah, I just want, you're going to help us get, get in. Yeah. You're helping us um, get into the dye works. Hold on. I want to roll sense motive on his answer to Randall's last question. Okay. I got a 15. I'm coming in with a 25. I mean, there's a the, the factory's in back, but it, to get in, you just got to get through the, like, the storefront. It's just like a front door and... I mean, it's probably locked, but I don't have the key. Uh, just get in there, and you can get through to the the rest of the place. Uh, I'm gonna grab like a piece of parchment and uh, something to write on. I want him to draw me a map, and I'm gonna ask him real nice because I keep being a bad cop, but I keep meaning to be a good cop. So I'm gonna try and be a good cop again. <laughs> Do you hand him right. a crayon to draw the map for you? Do whatever I got, whatever's handy. If it's a crayon, it's a crayon. Yeah. Well, what do you got? Yeah, I got some blood. Oh, there's plenty of blood around. <laughs> he pulls out oh a knife God. and cuts the guy's own finger. <laughs> Draw me a map! <laughs> Tell us what you know of the gang, the Six Wise Crows. The the who? Is that is that the gang that the gnome was part of? I, 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 I don't know. I never said that. I just told me what you know of this gang. I, I don't know anything. I'm just I'm taking context clues, man. I don't... That's it. If I had to guess, that's that's all I could really say about it. But I don't. I've never heard of them. You want something to drink? Uh, uh, not if it's blood. Have some of this. What do you hand him, Randall? Randall? I don't know. Whatever I've got in my pockets. I'm, I'm Randall. I'm crazy. Just, Who knows? You what got, I've just, got like a juice box in your pocket or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I hope uh, that's what seems... happened. Actually, was Randolph was like, "Do you want a drink?" And he, the guy's like, "Yeah. What do you got?" Randolph's like I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me. Um, he he seems like he's been uh, pretty genuine in his answers. He he seems like he doesn't really. He was he was just the the closest mercenary at hand when uh, the gnome uh, you're suspecting probably uh, Killebrant uh, just went. I need some extra muscle to go after these guys, and this guy and his brother were up for the job she just told him that you guys were rival gang members and that was really all they needed to know how long ago did the gnome hire you uh, earlier today she told us to meet her here about an hour ago what time of day earlier is very vague was, uh, maybe four or five hours ago you said she told you to meet her here an hour ago had she paid you yet no not yet she said that she would pay us when the job was done that's pretty standard stuff and you hadn't seen her at all in between the initial contact and meeting here no now what time did we get interrogated by Sito and have the Harrow reading from Ebony I'm trying to put a timeline together yeah Yeah, that's what a good cop would do put a timeline together I love this (laughs) I'm a detective not a cop it's been a couple hours uh, but it's possible that this guy was hired maybe shortly before you returned from uh, the Northgate way station. I mean, you guys can give me a 
Give me a wisdom check uh, for you to piece the, uh, like, keep track of time yourself. Because, like I said uh, last week, you guys have had a long day. 16 wisdoms. Sure, we can't use our intellect for this? Yeah, I'm thinking wisdom. Uh, 13. How about our strength? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I heard a 16 from Randolph. The wisest of the bunch, as always. Of course, of course. Uh, Hold on, what did Yendo get? Oh, uh, that's a good point. Yendo got a natural 20. Fucking my boy! Yano's like, I've been keeping notes. And he flips <laughs> through a little journal. Uh, so let me let me run this back for my own sake. Uh, I think I said that you guys arrived back in Vigil around 5 o'clock. Does that sound right? A.M.? Mm. No, P.M. No, I believe, f- like, just our events for today, like, we got to, like, Bruna's about 5 o'clock, dealt with the right. fire... And then we're detained and questioned, and we left that around, like, 8. Okay. And that was when we, we went back to Bruna's. Yeah, the yeah. fire was after our initial talking to okay. Cito and handing over evidence. Okay. That guard so, commandeered us. All right, yeah. So him saying, what do you say, four or five hours? Yeah, yeah he wasn't um, very sure. Yeah. <laughs> According to Yando, four or five hours would have been, like, either right before... Like right, right before you guys returned to the city, or maybe even like right after you dealt with the fire. Hmm. So what I'm trying to figure out is if Evni didn't actually write the note, how did they know we had talked to her? They didn't. right after we, well, but right after we went put out the fire, Cedo showed up like right away, threw us in a carriage, and took us off. Mm-hmm. So nobody who last saw us like out and about would see us leaving. Would think like, well, they saw Sito. Mm-hmm. We talked to Evni, went to Bruno's, and then there was a trap there. So somebody had to know that Evni came to us, right? Well, no, no, that's that's the whole thing. Is that like, I think they sent us this note, assuming we hadn't talked to Evni yet. That's what I was really because the way that's that note was too. written. Well, because that's what made it. That's what made it an obvious trap to me. It was because like, why would Evni be sending us a note telling us what she just told us in person? Like, they were like they they sent us that note assuming we hadn't talked to Evni yet. See, that note read to me as if it was a continuation of our conversation with Evni and her being like. You know, now that we're not in the halls of the war college, like, come meet me. Like, I, I, I thought it was a fake, too. But the the way in which the letter was written to me came off as a continuation of our first conversation. So how would somebody know we talked to Evni to send us a fake letter, right? Yeah. I guess it depends on how you interpret the letter. Yeah. Like I said, I, I really I interpreted the letter as someone who had no idea we had talked to Evni yet. Otherwise, why would why would they sign it EZ in being like all mysterious? Like, I don't, know, it, I don't know. It just it read to me like it was someone who didn't know that we already met with Evni. That's what made it the obvious trap to me because otherwise Evni would have just 
told us what she was going to tell us like the 30 minutes before then when we were talking to her. Unless she thought she was being spied on. Can I... Can Uchu's going to take the letter out. He wants to look at it again. I would assume he still has it. Sure. And I'm looking it over. It's like... I'm looking for anything that would like maybe gain us some information on like where it came from. Like, is it like a really nice piece of paper? Like somebody with money would have had? I assume it's handwritten. We didn't find anything on the gnome's body. Like, you know, a quill and a bottle of ink that's the same color. Um... No. Uh, it is handwritten. It's on a, a sheet of like pretty innocuous-looking parchment. Uh, it doesn't look super fancy. It also doesn't look, you know, like a like a, sc- a scrap of paper somebody just managed to scrounge out of the trash. It says, I ask for your presence at an urgent meeting to discuss threats against Vigil. Please meet me at the ha- the Hands Glory. A tavern just west of the tribute hall to magic. Directions to this meeting location are enclosed. Okay. Uh, Re- rehearing it, Matt, I agree. That doesn't. That does sound as if someone wasn't aware that we'd already met with her. Uh, then goes on to say, uh, "I do not suffer from the bureaucracy of the the Ozum Knighthood, and we fear if we wait for these good men and women to sort things out, it might be too late." They mean well, surely they do, but if you wish to stop the forces of evil, I beg you to meet me outside the formal festival and away from bureaucratic ears. Eagerly in wait, E-Z. How's that map coming along? <laughs> uh, what exactly are you asking to draw a map of? Uh, the die works. I'm not just going to go open a door, walk in, look around. I want to know what I'm getting myself into. Okay. Um... It's it's been a while since he worked there, so but he can he can give you a, a, a basic uh, outline in like the north east is like the like the storefront, and then to that building's west and south is like a garden in which uh, they grow like different plants that uh, yield certain like dyes and like other sorts of. Uh, like ingredients, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and like to the to the south of the garden is another freestanding building. It's like a barn, uh, and then uh, and then to the west of the of the garden and this like so you got the storefront in the in the northeast, barn in the southeast, and then a garden kind of separating them, uh, like between them and then also between between those. Uh, so the the garden kind of di- uh, bisects those. Uh, so he's got the north and the south. So it runs between those. And then to the west of those buildings, it also bisects them from, uh, like, the factory. And the factory's okay. just kind of a, a couple... you got, like, a like a warehouse section where they, they store stock, like, to the far, far west. But, like, right when you walk in, it's, like, these two big, like, vats of that they that they use to just kind of, like, mix a bunch of dye in. Okay. That's That's pretty much it. Uh, Viper would be happy to know that there's less than ten rooms. <laughs> is there like an office or something where records are kept? Maybe uh, where he the has money no idea. Is? Okay. He's too yeah, low he on has, the totem pole. Yes, the, the the guy hired for protection duty does not know where the paperwork is kept. That makes sense. Alright. Should we take him with us? He says, please, if 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 you just let me go, I just let me take my brother with me and, and we'll just I'll just slink into the into the streets. I, I just need to bring him home. 
slink into the streets and tell on us. I no, 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 so. no. I would, I would, I, I would never. I, I have bigger fish to fry at this point. And he looks back to his, the, the man he keeps saying is his brother. Yeah, I think uh, as much as I don't want to, I think we need to uh, deliver this guy to Sito. What? No, please. Just... I think there might be another option here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Another option. You said you're a sword for hire. How much? If you agree to let me take my brother and go in peace, then I will. I will help. I will go to the Dyeworks with you, and and fight alongside you there. No charge. How much was the gnome paying you? She was going to pay us a hundred gold per head. Okay. Did we find gold on the gnome's body? Uh, no. I'll pay you a hundred gold and spare your life if you come with us. You have fifty up front and fifty when we are done. And when we're done at the dye works, you are free I'm... to take your brother, do whatever you need to do, and your family or religion sees fit. Deal. Alright, I untie him. As a as Uchard's untying him, he'll say, What's your name? Raladin. You from Vigil, Raladin? It used to be. My parents, uh, they, they still live here. We're not from around here anymore, but we, we came in for the the festival. You just thought you'd make some quick cash as a hired sword, huh? Is that so wrong? No. Men have done far worse for far less. Just trying to better know you, I suppose. At, at finishing untying them, Uhtred will retrieve 50 gold pieces and hold them out for Raladin. He takes them, uh, and then he says, "If if I'm to be of any use to you at the dyeworks, I'll I'll need my weapons back." Yes, I imagine you would. I, I like Uchid's not stopping him getting his weapon. I just hired him. All right. He uh, seems grateful, and he I I don't know if you guys took his armor off or anything, but he uh, he he fully equips himself. He's about to pick up his signal whistle, but then he just places that back down uh, next to his brother. I hope you know what you're doing, my boy. Oh, me too. I wasn't talking to you. D- oh, you were... Oh, sorry. Trust me on this, Rogar. Alright. So you know where this place is, I take it. I do, I do. Why don't you show us the way, then? Do we want to go collect the girl before we do this? Oh, she's not yes. gonna be happy that we got another building to go explore. Yeah, yeah well, she'll be, even, be she'll be even more angry if we do it without her. I just spent fifty gold to replace the girl. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm gonna tell her you said that. That, 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 that honestly is not my uh, my motives behind hiring this guy. I, I I have bigger plans of brewing. All right. So you guys go get Vipira. Oh, Vipira. Right. Yeah. Vipira getting give like. Me... Isn't it get, getting like late too? Yeah, it's it's dark out at this point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Vipira, uh, give me a sense motive check. Uh, 22. You make about 60 silver pieces while uh, while gambling. Oh, nice. There's nothing uh, nothing high stakes. It's pretty uh, pretty casual stuff, but you still made a pretty good amount considering the the like the wealth cap that you were working with. Solid. And Bruna says, "Wow, you're very good at this. Are you, uh, 
Have you made a profession out of this, Vipera? Uh, <laughs> no. Um, my skills force me to be good at uh, understanding people's tells. Like the dwarf over here, he taps his foot whenever he's uh, bluffing. And, uh, oh, that's not true. No, damn it, I uh, have been doing that. And this one, he uh, he scratches his head and, and uh, so on and so forth. It gets easier as you uh, as you play. I see, I see. Oh, well, you, you, you have a real knack for it. And that's when you all, uh, you, you both, your, your attention is brought to the front door as it opens and you see... Real quick, uh, hold on. Yeah. Before you say who they see, Uhtred's going to make it a point to not go inside and keep Raladin outside with him. Okay. He doesn't want this guy to see that Bruna's in there. Okay. Uh, so that's when you... Uh, the, the front door opens, Vipira, and Bruna and yourself turn and you see uh, Rogyar uh, and Randolph and Yendo enter. Welcome back, guys. I hope it wasn't too much trouble to uh, uh, for you to pass through that place. Yeah, hold on, Vipira. I'm just going to grab one for the road. Yendo just walks over to the the bar. Yeah, uh, we should get uh, Bruna settled in the room. We've got, unfortunately, we've got more work to do tonight. Uh, Vipira looks at Bruna. Do you think you'll be okay on your own? She leans back in her, on her stool, and she's kind of like looking down her nose at you, like a kind of like a smirk on her face. She says, "I can handle myself." She kind of like, like nudges her, uh, her jacket aside, and you can see a, like a like a smith's hammer on her belt. Well, if you uh, if you wanna lock yourself up in the in the room, I'd take every precaution possible uh, to secure your position. We don't know what these people are capable of. Well, I don't want to lock you out of your own room, Vipira, but if you think that's what's best, then I'll defer to your suggestions. Uh, at that point, uh, Yando comes over to the table and he's like, as he's walking, he's like turned back, like turned up, uh, like mug. He's like already chugging. And he uh, reaches the table. <sighs> All right, I got one for everyone. Drink up. Rogiar chugs right along. Uh, that's a good idea, Yando. We've done a disappointingly small amount of drinking since we got to the city. we got to make up for lost times. I don't think I've ever agreed with you more. No, I thought we agreed pretty often, Rogiar. <laughs> we do. And I agree with you with this the most of all. Oh, I see what you're saying. All right. All right, let's go. I'll, uh, I got one for Uhtred, too. All right. Ugh. All right, so you guys you guys leave the uh, the the pub, the inn, and Viper, you see Uhtred standing outside waiting with some strange man you've never seen before. I know I wasn't with you guys on this adventure, but you decided to replace me? So For quick. 50 bucks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> 50 gold. He was no cheap replacement. Replace you? What in the world are you talking about, my peer? Is she drunk already? Uh, y- Yanda, who's like about to hand you a, a like a, a pitcher to go, a pint, uh, like a pint glass to go. You like? I say it as I'm taking the the pint. Oh, okay. He was like about to like put his hand behind his back. Like, nope, nope, not drunk. 
So, yeah, you, you take the glass and he says, oh, I don't think so. I, oh, I don't know. Vipira, how much have you been drinking tonight? You, you, uh, you in any state to do a little, uh, I don't know, dungeon crawling? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well, uh, after a couple of, uh, sea shanties, even one about, uh, this legendary Devoth, you know, I, I drank a little bit, but, uh, not, 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 not drunk, uh, but definitely had a, had a good time over here. I, I hope you guys, uh, uh, made your way easy enough although uh this guy's not looking too hot so um Uchard's like drinking his beer <sighs> yeah rather than and he'll hand him like the last quarter of his beer and as he's handing uh Raladin the mug kind of notices he's pretty beat up and Uchard will turn and say uh Rogar if you'd be so kind you uh patch our new worker up oh uh gladly this uh might be a little unpleasant but yeah you'll be fine he pulls the arrow out of the back of his neck Ugh, unpleasant huh <laughs> and uh yeah heal him for 20 and he takes you know one burn so yep uh however many hd worth of non-lethal damage that he's got as uh as all this is happening randolph takes his uh his beer and uh he says, oh, no, uh, I couldn't. Uh, never touch the stuff. As he starts chugging it, halfway through, he takes a breath and says, been sober for 20 years. <laughs> <sighs> oh, uh, oh, sorry, Randolph. I, I had no idea. Well, don't be sorry. Get me another one. And one for Thelias, too. All right. All right. So you guys, you guys get nice and liquored up before you uh, <laughs> do some breaking and entering in this paladin run city. Yep, all going to plan. All right, uh, so uh, let's just um, look at the map here of Vigil. You guys are somewhere over here to the the northeast of the docks, and Raladin takes you r- r- somewhere around over here, uh, just to the northwest of the docks. It makes a nice little right triangle with the docks. You're, that puts you like just to the south, like of the uh, of Watcher's Tor. You can see the the humongous uh, stone walls just kind of towering over you in this part of the city to the north. Real quick, hold on before we start again. Could I actually get some healing too? Yeah, like I said, whoever needs it, let me know. That's... Yeah, I forgot to pipe up. Oh yeah, uh, Randolph also realizes he's got blood on his trousers. <laughs> All right, Uhtred, you heal twenty and take uh, eight non-lethal. And uh, Randolph, you heal 26 and take 8 non-lethal. Perfect. Um, Real quick, did you guys hand uh, the belt over to Vipira or are we waiting on that? Oh, yeah. yeah, We'll absolutely give Vipira that belt. Yeah. I think Yando wants it. Well, (laughs) as the treasurer of the fan club, I'm going to have to give it to Vipira. Vipira takes the belt like Oh my god. Where did you get this from? Well, uh I think we found Killebrant and yeah, you're welcome. Killebrant sends her regards from the boneyard. I don't know what to say. Uh I thank you. You're welcome. Vipira <laughs> puts it on. Uh she feels super dexterous. 
but I don't know if I could get the full effects of it, though. Well, you, you get the full effects of it for the purposes of attacking, but it does put you a little over your cap for the armor, from the amount of decks you can get for your AC. Oh, okay. Yeah, the max dex bonus. Yeah. Okay, so takes you guys maybe 15, 20 minutes to uh, arrive at uh, Raladin's directions. And uh, so upon arriving, Raladin's uh, crude drawing that uh, Randolph had him do seems like lines up pretty pretty much how he said. Pretty much? Better be exact. I mean, yeah, it's a... You got your, you imagine you're standing like at the storefront right here, and then there's like a garden of sorts, separating the storefront from a barn, and then the storefront and barn from uh, what looks like a factory. The main road is uh, just to the east of the building, but from the looks of it, you guys can kind of encircle the whole complex and just kind of. Like go at it from whatever direction you want to. There's also a like a low fence that you can probably climb over to get into the garden. Yeah, as far as Rogar is concerned, I mean, the storefront's probably just literally the front. Let's, uh, I think we should try back. try heading right for the factory. That's probably where any useful information is going to be. Do you guys like snoop around a little bit first? Or you just like go directly to the factory. I mean, yeah, we yeah we should snoop around a bit. Rogiar will kind of fly over and get a overhead view of whatever he can see. Vipir sure. will go invisible and uh, look to the gardens, see what's over there. I'm gonna snoop as um, as less suspiciously as possible, right? I wanna if Cedo shows up. I don't want her to think I'm snooping. <laughs> I want to snoop with purpose, right? I want to look like I belong. Uh, so why didn't everybody give me perception checks? Oh, God. <laughs> That's a 31 for Rogiar. Wow. I don't want to say. It was a 6. But don't tell anyone. A 25 for Vipira. So worried about Cedo showing up that <laughs> not even really looking. Behind glass show windows... Dramatically posed wire mannequins wear suits and dresses in vibrant colors. Yards of cloth in a dizzying array of colors and patterns adorn the mannequins and pool around the stands supporting them. Although the fabric colors are vivid, the clothing and cloth in the display are dusty. Between the window displays, a few short stairs lead to a wooden door stained mint green. Above the door... A sign suspended on thick rusting chains reads Erstwhile Dye Works. Everything seems quiet. Rogyar. Quiet? Uh, for the moment, it seems the right amount of quiet. Rogyar, you're flying overhead. And you got a 31 perception. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just going to go ahead and show you what you see uh, over between the barn and factory. Oh, oh, those look lovely. You can give me a knowledge dungeoneering check if you have it. <laughs> nope. Uh, three-legged freaks that are mostly mouths. Three tentacles, two tipped with barbs and one with eyes, extend from their sides. There's two of these creatures. Um, and they're not 
very well hidden, but it is dark out, and they're kind of hunkered down between the buildings and it looks like these like vats of like tanning dyes and they just kind of seem to be like almost happily slurping up like these inks hmm. uh, they don't really look like they're like lurking about or like they, they don't look like they're trying to ambush anybody or like aware of any like unusual circumstances it looks like it's just like a couple like stray dogs that got into somebody's garbage cans right all right well yes and after at that any, at, oh, go at any rate they do not seem to notice you as you fly silently overhead in the night okay well after i complete my uh patrol around the dioworks i'll uh head back to the group i'll let them know uh there's there's these weird mouthy creatures in the back like in between the the storefront and the factory they don't look pleasant but they don't look like they're really in the mood to ambush anyone but i would still rather avoid them yes i've heard of those would rogar have been able to give us a good enough description to try and make a knowledge check uh yeah give me a knowledge dungeoneering uh i'll give you a higher dc to identify it, but assuming you do identify it, you'll be able to ask me questions based on the standard DC. 15. You're really not sure. What was the knowledge check? Dungeoneering? Dungeoneering. Oh, 23. Nice. With a 23, Randolph, you know that Rogyar is describing Otiugs. And that'll that'll plug in uh, Uhtred's 15 to be high enough uh, to also know what an Otiug is, but not well enough to have identified it just from a secondhand description. Uh, but yeah, upon hearing the, the word Otiug, ah, yes, yes. Um, Otiugs are particularly vile and horrid creatures that lurk in places most sane creatures avoid. Their lairs are middens, cesspools, offal pits, toxic swamps, and sewers. In uh, larger cities, they actually uh, typically lurk in the sewer system and almost act as like garbage disposals um and it said vile vile horde creatures but you know that they're not inherently like evil they're not like malicious uh they just kind of do what they do they're a bit more bestial than uh than maybe they need to be but they get a bad reputation because yeah. they like to eat shit yeah 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 exactly <laughs> uh so Uhtred, you can ask me one question about otugs and Randolph, you can ask me two questions. Uh, I want to know about their HP. Okay. Uh, it's the question that I'm always wondering. Can Rogyar one-shot it? I'm going to go with a, a hundred. Lower. Perfect. He can one-shot it. There we go. <laughs> That's the new HP game. Can Rogyar one-shot it? Yes or no? I just got to make sure that when he levels up or... or right, you adjust stronger. it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, Randolph, you got one more question. Uhtred, you still got one. Uh, I want to know what their weaknesses are, if any. Uh, they have no weaknesses. I'll, Fuck. I'll throw it at you that you do know that they are immune to diseases, which, you know, comes that in handy sense. when your main <laughs> when source of food garbage. is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that all checks out. Uh, and I will go with uh, one cool special ability-like thing. You know that... Uh, each of their tentacles comes with a constrict attack. 
with a 23 Randolph, I'll, I'll add that you know that these creatures, while not uh, super geniuses, are uh, they are intelligent enough to be able to be like conversed with. Oh. oh. Well, as it stands, I uh, I think our our best way in is probably going to be through the garden. Right. That's what I was going to say. Now, obviously that's easy enough for me to just fly over the fence, but uh, you guys might have a little trouble with that aspect. Is that going to be a problem? Not for me. Uh, No, sir. My body is limber. I'm ready. Not not for me. (sighs) All right. Uh, So what part of the garden are you going into? There's There's the north, the east, and the south gate. Rogiar would have informed you all that the OTUs are uh, right by the south gate. Mm. Oh, well, I meant... Sorry. When I said the garden, I was talking specifically the, the part that we're kind of like looking at just off to the west of where we're currently standing. Got it. The place where there are things growing in the ground like a garden. Yes. Got it. All right. Uh, so everybody who cannot fly, uh, I need a climb check, please. It doesn't appear to be really a difficult fence uh the climb check may just be to see if you make any noise which you got a 13 okay this might be a good time for randolph to try some luck as he already rolls (laughs) 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 well lucky for me i got a 10 all right (laughs) vipira also got a 10 raladin and iando both got perfectly acceptable climb checks and so did the rest of you so you're all able to just kind of hop over these fences uh without this fence without making much noise which is good so here you are in the garden rows of flowers and other plants decorate the northern central portion of the erstwhile dye works fennel henna madder poppies and saffron surround several walnut trees Sheets of colored fabric and sheaves of brightly dyed wool hang on wires that crisscross the garden. I'm going to pick some saffron just to make sure it's legit. And the only way to really know for sure is to, you know that, you know, saffron's expensive. So you better just pocket the whole thing and take it to an appraiser. (laughs) Uh, No, just a bit. All right. uh, Well, give me a knowledge nature check. Okay. Okay. Or, uh... I don't know if anybody has a applicable craft or profession check. Oh, 20. I'm a freak, freaking botanist. <laughs> See? Getting out knowledge yep. by Randolph. And a 13. 16. Uh, yeah, they, they look, you know, it's all legit plants. Uh, you, you're able to identify them as plants commonly used uh, for dying. I can also get a knowledge engineering check from somebody. Alright, that's more like it. 24. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, he can have this one. That's a 9 from me. Okay, I mentioned that there are wires crisscrossing the gardens. Uchard, you're looking around at this, and uh, it looks like uh, a pretty ingenious system that would have been used to water the plants mechanically. Uh, but from the looks of it, it hasn't been used uh, for a while, like maybe years. Looks like it is currently just kind of being used as uh, clotheslines. But the plants aren't dead, right? They look like the plants are dead. They're still being watered, just not okay. by this yeah. system. Uh, All right. So, what do you guys do now? Well, let's try the door. Which Who wants door? to go first? I mean, the door that leads from where we are into the factory. 
Let's have Thelias go first. He's expendable. Okay. Or, I'll go by or wait, Thelias. we have that guy with us? I think he's a bowman, correct? He has yeah, a but theoretically they know him. That's true. Yeah, let's have him go first. Rallad, have you ever been inside here before? Yeah, I've just kind of doing my patrols and really spent a lot of time in here, but I've been in and out. You're going to go in first. But just remember who spared your life. Much better working for me, hasn't it, been than working for them? He gives you a long, hard look, and he says, I agreed to the terms of employment. You don't need to keep selling me on it. Uh, I'll go first. Uppity? I'll go so first you if you want me Thelias? to. But if you want me to do my job, you better hope that there's not somebody on the other side of that door ready to come at me. But then he, he walks up to the door, ready to open it. Alright, Uchid's still gonna like go second here. in line behind him. Actually, Uchid kind of respects that response, I think. Rallin opens the door. Two mill wheels straddle a wide trough in the ground. Each is connected to a stirring mechanism in a huge vat. One to the north of the wheels and one to the south. Several barrels stand near the vats, each overfilled with bright rainbow-colored pigments. Fireplaces stand on the east wall near each vat, roughly opposite large sliding doors. Uh, Raladin enters, and he's got his bow at the ready. I guess we would go in, and what are we looking for at this place? Clues. Just any kind of information on All right. whatever, yeah. So Possibly, possibly Daswin. Yeah, I guess... We- We'll uh, we'll start just kind of like, you know, making our way through the building itself, like clearing each section of it. Yeah, and it seems like there's no people in here, so should probably head behind like those sliding doors to the to the west. I'm gonna be extra clumsy in here, you know, like oops, knocking over stuff and just generally being a menace. All right, um, making noise while we're trying to sneak around. Well, not a lot of noise, but like you know. And uh, you guys can give me perception checks. Oh, 14. Ha <laughs> uh, 26. Uh, 30. Rogyar and Vipira uh, notice that while there's no people in here, there you're also not alone. You realize that inside the northern ink vat is some sort of creature. Ah, it's a pile of ink! Masses of debris break the inky surface of this vat in a just kind of beautiful uh, mixture of sparkling oozes. Everybody give me initiative. This thing like bubbles to the surface and starts like climbing its way out of the vat. Uh, Can we also make a check to see what uh, to know what it is? Yep. Uh, But we're going to do initiative first. Okay. Rogyar. 12. Uhtred. 13. Randolph. 19. Vipera. 11. Okay. So we are in the surprise round. So up first is Rogyar. Okay. So Rogyar is... Uh, I assume this place is pretty tall considering it's a factory, right? Uh, 20 foot high ceilings. Perfect. So Rogyar is going to fly uh, straight up to the ceiling... And then over on top of what looks like this like windmill wheel looking thing that I assume turns like yeah. churns the vats. 
Yeah. I'm going to say that those wheels probably reach to the ceiling, though. All right. Then I'll be at the ceiling, like, above Vipera against that eastern wall. And that's my standard action. Okay. Or that's my move action. That's my surprise round. Yes. And Vipera also had a high enough perception. Can Vipera move to this space over here? Yeah. Okay. So Vipera is going to move right on over here, and that's going to be her surprise round, because that's all she can do. Yep. <laughs> Should we do knowledges to see what this thing is? Yeah. Give me uh, knowledge dungeoneering checks. Eight. Two. For a 12 total. Vipera, 18. Any others? I don't have it, unless Yando's got it, or Raladin. Also, yeah, Raladin, thanks for the heads up about the giant ooze inky monster. Oh, yeah, you're going to watch your this thing. This thing was definitely not here last time I was here. And, yeah, he's got knowledge local, and that's it. Um, so, yeah, nobody rolled high enough to identify this thing. You Some know, sort of actually, ooze, that's for sure. Actually, you know what? I'm going to add a plus two to that skill check. I wasn't sure if I had a... Uh, had that, but yeah, I have the uh, plus two from the um, the cards. The boon. Ah, the cards. Oh, the, the luck cards bonus. will tell. So I'm gonna do twenty instead on that. That is still not enough to identify it. Oh, damn. Um, at least, uh, like, not to ask any questions. I'll give it to you that you identify it as a putrid ooze. Primarily made from organic mire animated with abyssal energies. But you are unable to ask any questions. Alright, it's now the ooze's turn. And it's going to go after the first person who entered the building. Perfect. Isn't that Raladin? That is Raladin. (laughs) (laughs) Meat shield, go. Yeah. Uh, That's a hit. Uhtred, you're going to get your money back. So this thing just kind of like rises up and a like a like a pseudopod of ooze like 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 slams out and uh, like just engulfs Raladin and just immediately you can just hear the sizzling sound and uh, as the pseudopod like retracts. Raladin is like engulfed in and stuck to the ooze and uh, when he comes back into view as this thing uh, like is no longer completely engulfing him but he's still like getting pulled back into it uh, you can just see these acidic burns covering his flesh and his clothes and it succeeds on a CMB check for its grab and it constricts him and the last thing you ever see of Raladin is his outstretched hand reaching out to Uhtred, and then he's just, just, ah, ah, no, ah, and he's just gone. He's gone, not like he's just swallowed whole? I mean, he basically just got, like, completely, like, sucked into the ooze. Uh, but just looking at the state he was in and... The thing, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, the thing dealt Constrict damage, like, after uh, it succeeded on the grab. Raladin is dead. It is now Yando's turn. Still in the surprise round, or are we in combat proper now? 
We are now in combat proper. Okay. Uh, Yando's not in a great spot, but he is going to... He's going to try to acrobatics, like, straight south away from this thing. Oh, he doesn't have acrobatics. I guess he's just going to full withdrawal. So that's going to provoke. It hits. Yeah, no, no. I'm going to roll openly on roll 20, since we have a vested interest in... Yando, uh, a bit, a bit above and beyond what uh, we had for Raladin. Yeah, dude, I was just gonna start the Raladin fan club. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it can be the Raladin Memorial fan club. <laughs> yep. And his brother too. It says underneath it. No, nobody will remember his brother. Yeah, what's his name? <laughs> I'll actually toss his corpse into this thing as well. <laughs> Raladin and his brother, old no uh, name, Rarier or Rizzer. Holy shit! Wow. Okay. Alex, I think you hit a. Uh, you hit too many buttons there. Yeah, it's supposed to be plus six, not plus sixteen. So, this thing hits Yando uh, for forty-one damage and eight acid. Let's see where Yando's at. Uh... <laughs> oh boy. Uh... Now, see, I thought what happened here was. Actually, didn't like where this was going with me hiring this dude and saw a good opportunity to just be like, yeah, kill that right now. <laughs> um, Thank God I bought this dude. Right? Best 50 gold you ever spent. Seriously. So now it's going to attempt to grab Yando, and if it does, it gets constrict. Which is that same damage again, isn't it? That's usually the case. Now remember, Yando's pretty close to Thalias, and Thalias is uh, Aura Boy. Oh, that's true. That's a confirm on the grapple. No! Alex, you don't want to do this, dog. Think about what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yando, for Christ's sake. You're right, I don't want to do this. But here we go. This thing, this Yando tries to run to the south, get out of this thing's reach, but it's too quick and it just slams into him and like it just follows through and like Yano just gets like slammed into the wall and as this thing retracts just like you saw with Raladin uh, Yano's just like stuck to this thing as it pulls him back and just starts to like engulf him and you can hear that sizzling and Yando's like he's like cringing and like like squirming and it just looks like this thing has a death grip around him. Oh, oh, oh excited oh to see God. how he's gonna get out of yeah, this one. It did have a death grip around him. Oh. Yando takes another forty-eight points of damage. Oh my god. And he dies. No! Doe. <laughs> yeah. Up next is Utrid. I <laughs> we can't be we can't be near this thing. Uh, dude, I I really don't want to attack this thing. Like, I'm so upset, you guys. I'm so uh, sorry. It's probably got a fuck ton of health because it's an ooze, and everything that it's touched has gotten eaten by it. So why wouldn't I get eaten if I swing at it? I can't argue with that reasoning. I think the best bet is to strategically run away. Yes. See if it chases us. Well, Rogyar, maybe we could just back up and let Rogyar hotshot the shit out of it. Not sure there's much much we could do. You can't touch it. I'm still reeling 
from Yando's. He's death. not actually dead, guys. He's not actually. I'm in uh, the first stage of grief, which is, <laughs> as we all know, it's denial. Okay. And it came oozing up out of the vat. Yeah. Can I detect magic? But I guess now that doesn't really work. Um, Can we turn the machine on? <laughs> Just swirl it around. I mean, that might not be a bad call. <laughs> yeah. Do we see uh, a lever to start it? Start the machine? Um, give me a knowledge engineering check. 14. Everybody else have uh, engineering? Yeah. And, uh, oh. Yeah, I do. Oh, Tom. Tom <laughs> soon, Tom. Too soon. Fucking asshole. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, wait. No, I don't. I don't have it. Oh, no. Yeah, that's choice. Use your luck. Use your luck. Plus eight that's instead really of plus four. Hmm. That's really smart. <laughs> oh, my All God. Right. <laughs> luck time. 33 of the greatest. <laughs> yeah, wow. All right. I used to work at a factory before I was a Pathfinder. Eccentric genius Randolph. <laughs> so two enormous mill wheels sit in a large trench in the center there. They can be connected individually or as a pair to a canvas treadmill at the bottom of the trench by flipping a lever. Anyone walking on the treadmill powers the mechanisms to stir the vats. Randolph, looking down there, you identify that currently only the south vat is connected to the treadmill. Not sure why, but as a case, you know that uh, just it looks like by flipping a switch down there, uh, you can connect the north vat to the treadmill, and then you can start walking on, and that'll activate the the vats. Uh, and from the looks of it, and like I know the the, the thumbnails in the way now, but if we just look at the south south vat, that'll like start this whole stirring uh, mechanism in the vat will that trip it up maybe it's worth a shot <laughs> yeah but yeah i'd say it'll it's a probably just a free action to flip a switch but then you'll need to like spend a move action or standard action running on the treadmill to power this thing but you got like got to get down in there so if you if you get down in there and you start running it and it doesn't tie up this thing you're now Stuck down in this this ooze-sized hole. Don't let him scare you. Fortune favors the bold. Kando oh, used to be bold. <laughs> you remembered as a this. legend. All the deaths in this AP—they just happen so fucking fast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's still Uhtred's turn. It is Uhtred's turn. Yeah. Um. Uh. Randolph, do you uh share all that information? Uh, yes, I do. All right. And I do it in a maniac way, like a, well, uh, hold on. If you, uh, over there, and, and if you're running on the treadmill and, and plug it over there, uh, that should work. It should turn the, no. Yes. Yes, I'm positive. Uhtred, what do you do? Now, this thing already took an attack of opportunity. Does it have combat reflexes or not? Oozes are well but... known for their quick reflexes. <laughs> <laughs> It probably doesn't. I didn't realize that was an attack of opportunity. I thought it was just that. Like, it was an attack. Nope. Um, uh, Yando provoked from his movement. Alright. Uchard's gonna run and jump down then. Right? You said it was down here, like, where these gears are? Yeah. I guess he'll start running on it. Alright. Uh, so you, as a move action, you get down there and you flip the switches that Randolph indicates... As a free action, a uh, standard action, you just start working the treadmill. All right, Uhtred, I want 
a strength or constitution check from you. We'll go constitution. Okay. 18. Nice. All right. So I was prepared to give this, uh, like the, like the churning, like propellers, I guess, of the vat that the ooze is in, uh, like a plus 20 on its CMB to kind of hold it in place. With an 18, I'll give it a 24. Here we go. This thing's got a pretty high CMD, but that those are pretty good odds. And a natural 19 doesn't hurt either. Oh my god. Yay. So Uhtred is like pumping his legs as hard as he can on this treadmill, and the the propellers start moving, and this ooze, while it is like gelatinous, it still kind of has a coagulation to itself. And so with those propellers moving, it kind of just like gets itself clung to to the mechanism and uh, it seems to be, for all intents and purposes, grappled by the mill. Okay. Okay. Not going to complain about that one. That's that's a good use of a turn. Yeah. Uh, and it is now Rogyar's turn. Okay. Well, then Rogyar is going to, uh, from his vantage up by the ceiling here, he's going to go ahead and gather power. And he's going to empower a blast at the ooze, an air blast. Because I want as much damage as possible. And with this thing being grappled, I'm going to deadly aim it. That's a 31 to hit. 31 hits. Okay. And so that's what, 28 base. Uh, that's 42 bludgeoning damage. Okay. Uh, 42 is a lot of damage, but this thing uh, still appears to be uh, very much alive. Yep. Vipira. Um, <laughs> Vipira's gonna move out of uh, this area. Hold on a second. Yeah, I think you skipped Randolph. I skipped Randolph. Oh, of course you skipped Randolph. Yeah, Randolph should have gone before Uhtred, my bad. Uh, so hang tight, Vipira. Randolph, what are you gonna do? I actually have even uh, some RP before all this happened. Right, so uh, Randolph and Thelias are walking around, looking at stuff, you know, being clumsy. And then uh, when this thing comes out and is like, I'm gonna turn around. I'm standing right next to Thelias, and I'm gonna say, "Hey, Thelias, is that a cousin of yours?" (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's not. Oh, well, I think she likes you. Don't be shy. Go talk to her. Ever go to a party and someone is wearing the exact same body? <laughs> and then And then just kills, death, death. It kill, kills Raladin. <laughs> oh, that was lucky. And Good thing that wasn't Yando. Yando. <laughs> yeah, that kills Yando. <laughs> like, literally almost shit my pants. I'm like cracking jokes to Thelias. And then that all happens. Like, oh my god. <laughs> and Thelias immediately knows that not only was I joking but I'm already sorry for saying that, for even making the joke, and I love him so much, I would I would be ruined if anything happened to him like that. So that sets the, the tone for my turn. Okay. Uh, I, I just want to point out, like, six hours prior to that, after a hair reading, you were all like, no, I love Thelias. We're going to be best buds, treat him good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on. He's it's, a it's slime. Some, it's just some good-natured ribbing, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a tyrant to me. <laughs> <laughs> Look 
Okay, okay. All input is welcome, yes. But uh, I'm going to attack this thing now that's grappled. Full attack? All right. He's fearless. Oh, should I power attack? Is that crazy? <laughs> you I should absolutely from, power uh, attack. I get plus one from that other thing, right? From the arrow reading. Boon. Power attack. 23. 23 hits. Yes. Uh, eight plus six. 14 damage from attack one. 24. And it's the same exact everything. 14. All right. And then from the top turnbuckle, you, Elias. Uh, Randolph, just real quick, would have felt a majority of the damage he dealt get absorbed by some damage reduction. God dang, really? Yeah. All right, well, maybe Thalias will have more luck. Did I notice 20... any any reduction from my blast? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, my bad. Yes, you would have. Okay. Oh, boy. Not a majority of it, though. Right, but, like, a good chunk of it got, got absorbed. So how's Thalias doing? Thalias is doing great. He rolled a 22. That hits. For 12. Okay. And he also rolled a 20. Also hits. Yes. For 10. So I hope your DR10 uh, thing is, is not true. Mm. All right. Yeah, Thalias didn't really feel much go through on that last attack. Uh, that's all right. That's all right. It is now Vipira's turn. I don't know if I want to uh, stick my hand into this thing. Oh, God. <laughs> it's so scary. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to do the... All right. Uh, I'm going to do the thing that I've been doing. Live by the claw, die by the claw. That's my girl. Dude. Uh, uh, a, a reminder, it's an ooze. You're not going to get sneak attack. Oh, uh, so Vipir is actually gonna. Um, what's up? I'll say that if uh, the treadmill down there is probably big enough for multiple people to operate it. Yeah. So um, I, w- I, I would. That let, was gonna be my question on that. Uh, you can if if you wanted to jump down there, I would I would let um, I would let you like roll to assist Utrid on his Constitution checks. Yeah, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be my play. Okay. So uh, Vipira moves away from the ooze and uh, goes to uh, help uh, Uhtred in any way. All right. It's now the ooze's turn, and I think it's going to try to get out of the grapple. I gotta figure out a CMD that this mechanism has. Um, Usually it's just 10 plus the CMB. Uh, yeah. Alright. I'm just saying, that's like, that's usually like a handy, quick way to discern it. Yeah. I don't know if you had any modifiers to apply or not, but... Oh my god. This thing had almost a guaranteed chance of breaking out of the grapple, but I rolled a natural 4. Oh. <laughs> and it failed. Oh my god. So, Uhtred, you're down there working the treadmill, and, like, you can feel, like, as this thing gets, like, gunked up in the in the propellers, uh, you can feel uh, this thing, like, working against you, and you've got to really, like, double over and, like, march uh, to, to keep this treadmill running. It is Randolph's turn again. Uh, Big R is going to swing again. Okay. Full attack, power attack. 20. 20 hits. 
for 16. Okay. And you're going to love this part. Yeah. The next attack is a crit, natural 20. Okay. Uh, it's oh, immune, but it's I immune saw to crits. All right. Well, oh. it hits then. All right. So what what damage do you deal instead? <sighs> 14 damage. All right. You're still peppering it. Uh, for even if it's DR's uh, eating that damage up, you're still you're still getting it. Like bam, 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 bam. Bunch of the little. Goliath slam. 19. 19 hits. 12 damage. 24. 24 hits. 11 damage. All right. Utrid. Uh, gotta keep running. Okay. Give me a Constitution check and Vipera. Uh, give me a Constitution check to assist. Natural 20. Hold for 22 shit. total. All right. Oh, I do not assist. Okay. Uh, so I'll give you a plus. Utrid, I'll give you a plus six uh, to the uh, the Mills CMB. I imagine, uh, and, like, the war college when, like, they're training people and they have to, like, march. They probably have, like, some kind of song they sing. Uh-huh. Uh, I think Uchid would start singing that song, like, to help him get into that just, like, zend out, right, like, zone in type deal. Yeah. All right, cool. I don't know, but I've been told fighting this ooze is getting old. Yes. <laughs> Yando's dead and Raladin too. No, not that. That's not the song of the vigil. <laughs> Everybody say Yahoo. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, I know. All right. Uh, so here comes the CMB. You're gonna get a. You get a plus four on top of that for maintaining a grapple. Still a chance to fail. Rolled a natural eight, but that's still a pass. Oof. So this thing is still grappled, and it is now Rogyar's turn. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Rogar is going to uh, once again gather power and he's going to empower a cold blast this time. After some okay. of that bludgeoning damage got absorbed, we're going to try the cold damage. Um, actually, no. Rogar is going to. Yeah, he's just he's going to gather power to empower. Mm, shit, no. Okay. Rogar is going to spend his entire turn gathering power. So, so Rogar is just up at the ceiling. He sees Uhtred and Vipira struggling on this this treadmill, and he's like, ah, "Just hold it steady for a few more seconds." Okay. Yeah, that's oh what I said, right? God. We all heard it. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Vipira, your turn. Uh, I'm assisting Uhtred. All right. Now it's now the Ooze's turn. And like every turn that goes by, every second that goes by, you can just feel it getting colder and colder as the wind just seems to be... Ga- like the, all the air in the room just seems to be sucking up towards Rogyar. All right. It's now the Ooze's turn. It's going to try to break free again. Uh, so the CMD of the mill is currently 26 plus 10, so 36. Now, in situations like this, <laughs> DMs often like pull their punches because they're like, shit, this monster's way too strong. I didn't realize. I got to figure out how to get them out. I'm. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Randolph's in melee range, so uh, I 
think it's probably good to go full power on this one. <laughs> so I'm telling you with absolute honesty that that is not what's happening. And I rolled a natural two. <laughs> oh. oh my god. My god. And for another round, this thing remains grappled by the mill. Oh. I'm okay with that. Say now, look, it's bad news. Get out of here. Randolph. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm going to keep pummeling it. I'm actually quite enjoying myself. <laughs> You're enjoying yourself right now. Well, yeah, I mean. Okay. So a 28. 28 hits. A cool 19 damage. Oh. And uh, a less cool 11 to hit. 11 hits. Oh, shit, really? For yep. 16 damage. All right. It's it's a grappled ooze, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, fucking Thalias. blind baby could hit this thing right now. <laughs> yeah, the only problem is uh, hitting it for a five and a four for nine with one attack and a five and a four for nine with the other attack maybe isn't as good from Thalias. Yeah, speaking of blind babies. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Old noodle arms. <laughs> Ecto arms. All right. Uh, Uhtred. 19 constitution. I am chugging along, baby. Right in All right. rhythm. And, uh, right on tune. I'm gonna roll. Yep, Vipera. Roll to assist. Oh, a 17 and I assist. All right. Now, All right. now we're getting the rhythm in here. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that'll be a... Uh, give the mill a 25 CMB uh, with a plus four to maintain the grapple. So that's a 29. Natural two. Oh, oh no. And you got you guys hear like a sickening crunching crack as the mill starts to uh, like fall apart, like keeping this thing in place, and the ooze is no longer grappled. Rogyar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Rogyar is again spending his move action to gather power. So this is going to negate a total of three points worth of burn from this blast. So Rogyar is now going to unleash an empowered blizzard composite blast on this ooze. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Deadly aiming it. All right. That's a 24 to hit. 24 hits. So that is 76 damage. Oh my god. Uh, Half of which is piercing and half of which is cold. Yes! Oh my god! (laughs) Uh, Rogyar creates like a fucking, like like a cloud uh, of, of cold, windy energy around this thing. And you guys can just feel the, like the, the blizzard strength winds. Uh, pushing out from the epicenter, and as the like the shimmering icy cloud disperses, uh, you look back and the ooze has been obliterated. That's all I'm picturing. Like, all this like the, the temperature is dropping, the, the air is just gathering yeah. around Rogyar as you can just hear the creaking and breaking of wood as this yeah. thing just breaks the machine and starts oozing its way back out again. <laughs> And yeah, just, it's just like ah! Pseudopod is like slowly reaching towards Randolph. Your crunch, crunch, crunch. <laughs> oh my god. Holy shit. 
Yeah. Uh, after that, Rogiar literally just like floats down to the floor and just like collapses. On, like he's just lying on his back on the floor, just breathing heavily. Like, oh my god, oh my god. And we'll see you next week. Oh, God. Nice. On the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. Uh. He lives another week. <laughs> see ya. One more week. Uh, no. See ya. Thea. Yeah, no. Thea.